One of the things that we do when we identify a new market is we get into that market way before the store actually opens its doors and we spend time in the community. Our marketing and philanthropic team, which we have some scattered throughout the country with our local store manager and their team, really spend time within the community, getting to know people, getting to know organizations, figuring out how we can serve that community. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. Folks, I have to tell you, I am so excited about today's episode. Not only am I a consumer of Kendra Scott's, I'm also a huge fan of hers and her brands. Because I've always felt that Kendra Scott stores have had that fun, that whimsy that really draws people in. And they have all of the components that make for a great community space. I've heard members of the team speak about this community-driven strategy in the past, but never quite as detailed as we were able to get for today's episode with Colleen Wilson, SVP of Retail and Wholesale for Kendra Scott. She dug deep into the Kendra Scott mission and values and how that is the yellow thread that connects all components of the brand's experience. We get a little tactical around how different stores think about community and community events and activations. So whether you're in marketing, customer experience, store design, or store operations, there are definitely going to be some helpful nuggets for you. Colleen, thanks so much for being on the show. It is so great to meet you and have you on. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So before we dig into all of the incredible things that Kendra Scott is doing today, I always like to start with the background, the brand story. So for those folks listening that may be new to the brand or maybe unfamiliar with it, can you share a little bit about Kendra Scott, I guess both the person and the brand, right? And what it's all about? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, I'd say she's a real person. We have people coming into the stores all the time that ask us the question, is is Kendra Scott a real person? She absolutely is. Our founder is an amazing woman who started this business with $500 in a dream in the spare bedroom of her house in Austin, Texas. And it really, the company started as a wholesale business opened our first retail store during the recession in Austin, Texas. We now have over 130 stores in the United States. We have wholesale and we have an amazing e-commerce site. And I think the company was founded on this notion of creating beautiful jewelry that's designed in Austin, Texas, but that it's accessible to many, many people from a price range perspective or a demographic perspective. And the company was founded on three core values, which we talk about literally every day here at Kendra Scott and its family, fashion, and philanthropy. And I mean, we always say giving back is our truest form of success. 
And our core values are incredibly important to our brand. That's great. And I personally am a fan and consumer of Kendra Scott. So I want to go a little bit deeper on that question, Colleen, because I feel like anyone can say, oh, we have a mission or we have these values. But just based on our reporting and our coverage of brands, I feel like the brands that really make an impact apply these values to everything they do and to all different teams. So I'm curious, how do these values and this overall mission for the brand apply to your work as VP of retail and wholesale? What does that look like for you? Yeah, it's such a good question. I mean, any company can put a sign in their home office in a store that talks about what their values are and what their mission is, but it truly comes to life through people. And so one thing that's incredibly important to me, incredibly important to Kendra, is that we hire people who truly connect to our core values. She talks about hiring through DNA versus just resume, and we live by that at Kendra Scott. And I think secondly, it's empowering people to truly live out those core values, whether they work in our Austin home office or in our stores. We teach and empower our teams to say yes, to treat our customers like their family with love and with kindness and to live out our philanthropic story within the stores. In fact, I got a message just days ago about something that happened in our Dallas market on Sunday where one of our retail employees was connecting with a customer on the sales floor and her best friend's daughter has a very rare disease. And that family was really struggling and needed help. And through that connection on the sales floor and that stylist that felt empowered to make a difference, they had a Kendra Gives Back event, which is something that we do in our local stores where we give a percentage of the proceeds back to a local family an organization, something within our community that matters to our customer. And we were able to give back thousands of dollars to this family who needed our support in a time of need. Those are the kind of things that happen where you're able to take our pillars and our brand story and truly make it come to life in our stores and hiring the people that really care about people and care about their communities and then empowering them to do those right things and to live out our brand pillars. I love that. And that's such a strong example. And it leads me to a quick broader question before we really dig into the store stuff, which I personally love to chat with folks about, is this whole idea of maintaining the integrity and values of the brand with that expansion, right? We'll get into stores in a second, like I said, but I want to ask about wholesale because obviously Kendra Scott has its own branded e-commerce presence, its own branded stores, but wholesale is a part of it, right? It says so in your title. So how has that side of the business grown and evolved in conjunction with all of the other channels? And how do you guys think about expansion? Like, are there any particular areas you try to emphasize or focus on as you think about that growth? Yeah. I mean, we have over 1,200 touch points in wholesale alone. So whether it's through our majors or our like local mom and pop boutiques, there's so many opportunities for our customers to be touched by the brand and for us to be touched by our customer, which I think is amazing. And one of the things that's really important to me and to the brand is ensuring there's like this yellow thread that's threaded through wholesale 
through retail, through e-commerce. And we need to make sure our brand story is told and it comes to life within our wholesale community as well as it is in the stores. And not only that, it's really important that our wholesale partners connect to our three pillars, which I'll continue to talk about because it is such a foundational component of our brand. I think about the fact that like one of our largest wholesale partners has now merged with us from a philanthropic perspective, and they support our Inheritance of Hope, an organization that we have supported. We give our volunteer hours to, we do some amazing things with this organization that supports families with terminally ill parents or a parent that's terminally ill. And this partner has joined forces with us. They work side by side with us when we're volunteering in person with this organization. They have given back financially to this organization with us. So it's so important that they align with our pillars and align with who we are. And in general, we want to make sure that we have touch points and locations where our customers are at. And not every town, I grew up in a super small town, and not every town has a mall or a place where there's a Kendra Scott store. And we want our customers to have the ability to be able to touch and feel and experience our product in a local store. So we will continue to grow the wholesale business. It's a really incredible experience right now for our customers and something that we believe in. And it's we started our brand this way and we'll continue to grow that brand this way. I love that idea of the yellow thread, so to speak, that connects yeah. the brand across all of these different touch points and how your wholesale presence can help bridge that connection maybe in relatively new or possibly smaller markets. But I do want to get to the branded stores because in my opinion, you guys are doing such fun, innovative things. So you're currently up to 130 locations, I think you said. And I'm curious, like, what have you learned in the process of expanding that footprint? Because I could imagine there are some nuances or some lessons depending on the market and also just the idea of being true and remaining true to the brand, right? Like, are there any key takeaways or key learnings that you've you've gleaned from that process? Yeah, I mean... We really, from a retail store perspective, speaking of wholesale, and our wholesale business helps identify where our customers are, where they're shopping, where these customer brand fans are, and that helps identify where we should put our Kendra Scott stores. So that's really, really important to us. And it ultimately comes down to understanding who our customer is and where those brand fans are at. For example, in college markets, we have an unbelievable following in these markets where some other retailers aren't necessarily putting stores, but we really listen and identify through our wholesale channels where those customers are at and then start to identify, okay, college markets are really good for us. What other college markets do we need to go in, continue to expand the brand that way? In addition to that, we have some really high growth markets across the United States where we continue to put stores, where we're seeing new customers come into the brand, respond really well, and continue to open doors there. And I think a lesson that I would talk about that, you know, I've worked for other retailers in the past. And I don't think all retailers think about new stores, new communities the way we do. And one of the things that we do when we identify a new market is we get into that market way before the store actually opens its doors. 
and we spend time in the community. Our marketing and philanthropic team, which we have some scattered throughout the country with our local store manager and their team, really spend time within the community, getting to know people, getting to know organizations, figuring out how we can serve that community, who lives there, what they gravitate to, and just really trying to understand that customer first. I don't know. Again, I don't know if other brands do this, but then we open the doors to the store and we have these amazing, you know, parties um, that also have our Kendra Gives Back events as part of those parties. So we open the doors and are instantly figuring out ways to give back to that community, giving back to the individuals that are there. We have a calendar of events that will happen within that organization. And from there, we really get the community in the doors, we listen to them, we listen to what's important to the customers, and then continue to build the business from there. So I think that's a really important lesson for us. And that's something that Kendra taught me when I came to the company and something that we'll continue to do into the future. I love that so much. And honestly, one of the big reasons why I wanted you on the show is because the Kendra Scott brand, and of course, the individual has always been so focused on community. And it's just been interesting to see this pivot back for a lot of brands to not just think big and grow and scale at all costs to how can we get closer to the customer. And it seems like that's really a core foundation of your brand and what makes it so special and distinct for your consumers. So I mean, I guess, how do you think about this experience, right? In context of all of those different touch points that we talked about earlier, right? I mean, we always cover this idea that consumers move fluidly between channels. And sometimes that first visit into the store can lead to a lot of follow-up touches or engagements with the brand across social, e-com, through other wholesale partners. Like it's kind of like a web, right? So is there anything that your team has uncovered around like that consumer journey or those behaviors? Like, are those community experiences the accelerator or the activator for that longer term engagement? And this may be very (laughs) in the weeds and maybe you can't quite get into it, but I'm curious like what that whole process or that whole journey looks like for the customer. No, I mean, it's there's such a connection to what we do and the customer's journey and how they spend time with us. And We think about our stores as event spaces, as gathering spaces for our customers. And we want our customers to use our stores that way. And again, I don't think other retailers think about their stores in that manner. And I mean, we'll walk into stores and there'll be birthday parties. I was just in our South Congress store and there's a group of amazing women celebrating a 50th birthday. And this past weekend, there was a store in Colorado celebrating with a tons of girls around our color bar um, celebrating a sweet 16 party. So it's not just our philanthropic events. So those are incredibly important to us. There's parties that are happening. There's bachelorette parties that happen, especially at our color bar, which is such a great place to come together and create your own jewelry and sip on some champagne. And it's just, it's a different environment. It literally is like a gathering spot. We may have a local women's group or a group of women who are entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs that come together 
and just want a space to talk and to meet and connect. And this is the place to do it. Whether they buy product or not, I mean, Kendra says all the time, like connect first, transact second. And for us, it's like we really want our stores to be this like place to connect, this place to gather, a place to have fun. And we, I talk to customers all the time and we have data around this too that like speaks to the fact that once our customers, many of our customers are introduced through a give back event. They come to that event, they start to understand what we do, what the meaning is behind it. They may attend another event and then they become fans of our brand and continue to shop with us because there's a why. There's a much deeper why. You could shop at another jewelry brand or buy another gift someplace else, but it's not with a company that's giving back and that impacted somebody in that community, somebody they know, somebody they care about. So I think it really creates this environment where a customer has wants to come back and people right now are wanting to spend their money and shop with organizations that have purpose and meaning. And when you shop with an organization that has purpose and meaning, which I hope all organizations do... But it's right there in their local community. It's right down the street from where they live. And I think that it creates, you know, a lot of good for the community and a lot of good for the brand in terms of having customers want to shop with us and want to come back to spend time with us. Absolutely. And what I find so fascinating about what you're sharing with me right now is just the sheer frequency and the work that goes into not just planning, marketing, and implementing, executing these events, right? It's ensuring that you are always keeping your ear to the ground, so to speak, and having those conversations with consumers around who should we partner with? Like, what would you like to see? Or how can we bring the environment and experiences you want into the store? So it seems like, and I apologize if I'm putting words into your mouth here, it seems like there's like a core calendar of maybe Hallmark moments or pillars where maybe every store kind of has like a similar event, but it's these micro moments, it seems, that have the real power because they are fueled by customer insight, customer feedback, and just like that one-to-one relationship that people in the store, you know, on the ground are like those conversations that they're having. Like, I I just feel like it's just very intricate and nuanced and more in-depth than probably a lot of folks care to think about, right? When they think about, oh, I want to do events and experiences. Like, this is very layered to me. Is, is that fair to say like, as far as how all of this comes to life? Yeah, I think it's really fair to say. And it's, again, very unique to our brand that other companies don't do. And it, it comes from our customer and it comes from listening to them and connecting with them. And, and sometimes it comes from our employees. And we have a stylist in the store who was in the foster system at one point in time in their life. And that really is meaningful to them. It's part of their life and part of something they went through. So we will spend time giving back to, or whether it's, again, our time or having an event that supports financially that organization and this a local foster program in that community because it means something to the person that works in the store. And that's really important to us. But yeah, it's very fair to say and definitely something that's important to our brand and one of 
the things that makes us who we are today. Yeah. The other layer or spoke, I guess you could say, of this strategy is this idea of experiential retail, right? And that's beyond like events and like the give back initiatives. Like this is like collabs, activations, which I think people love to talk about this just because it really gives teams the opportunity to let their creativity shine in a lot of ways. And I think Kendra Scott has done a lot of really fun activations, collaborations, like with Museum of Ice Cream, for example. So I would love your perspective as far as like how Kendra Scott as a brand, you and your role, think about this whole idea of quote unquote (laughs) experiential retail, like how it's really defined and applied within your business. Yeah. I mean, we love collaborations. You see it across the industry and it's really exciting. I think for consumers, it's really exciting to see unexpected brands come together. I mean, for us really... We have a Brand X marketing team who helps us find the right partners. And the right partners, again, have to, their core values have to weave into ours in some way, shape, or form. And then our amazing product team comes up with design and our store teams and our philanthropic marketing teams figure out how do we activate in our stores with these partners. So it really needs to be the right fit overall. And then we think about like these, you know, how do you capitalize on these cultural moments that happen and like the timing around these collaborations? And Barbie really comes to mind, of course. We just, it's been the summer of Barbie Pink everywhere the summer of Barbie. And we just did our second collaboration with Barbie. And it was absolutely the right time. And we loved being part of the conversation around Barbie. We love that organization and what they do. We had over 60 events within our stores where we're really able to bring Barbie and Kendra Scott together and activate the brands. And we were able to give back $23,000 to Girls Inc., which is an organization we love and believe in and can take girls to become role models in their communities as well. So it really ties back to everything we do and everything we believe in. And the collaborations have given us an opportunity to bring so many new customers together. That Barbie customer that has come into the store may not have walked into a Kendra Scott store before, And we were literally just talking to Tom, our CEO, yesterday about being in the stores and watching our customers come in, whether it's a grandmother with a mom and a daughter. We were able to connect with our customers. You know, all of those generations, they all shopped. They all were excited about Barbie in one way, shape, or form. So it really goes back to who is our customer what do they love? What do they believe in? Getting the product right, getting that collaboration right, and then bringing it to life in the store. And we've had definitely times of success where we've done that, and we're super excited to doing more of it. It creates so much fun and so much energy in the store, and it's just a great way to bring new customers into the brand. Got it. So as far as the question of, okay, should we do this alone or should we bring in a partner? It seems like you think about the timeliness factor, like does this ladder up to something bigger, like a bigger trend or something that's hot right now among our consumers, as well as like the possible reach and an impact? I mean, like, how do you best 
weigh those pros and cons of like whether to bring in a partner or do an activation or experience on your own. Yeah. I mean, timing's definitely a piece of it and the relevancy of that. But I would say number one, like, will our customers love it? Like, will they be inspired by this? Will this bring them into the stores, into into our website, whatever channel they chose chose to come and spend time with us? But will our customers be excited about this? Will they wake up and like get in line, get to the stores and really be drawn to this? I think that's really so important. And that's that's our North Star. That's what guides us and helps us make the decision. And then that intersection of our values. I mean, that's super important, you know, in terms of do we do this alone or do we bring in a partner? It's really important for us to always think about it. And then will it bring new customers into the brand? And we want to make sure that we continue to grow and continue to introduce customers to what we think is an incredible brand. And so it, it really has to check that box as well. Makes total sense. And, you know, I have to say, Colleen, I, I developed an individual question about the associate connection, but I feel like you've talked about it so much already, just organically in so many of your responses, how your associates are the connecting point to the customer, how you're bringing, in, bringing them into, you know, ideation around events and causes and issues. It's just this idea of community is so strong across the board. But is there anything else that we haven't touched on yet as far as how your associates drive your community-centric approach and how you think about employee engagement and empowerment as a whole, right? Because a lot of our listeners, they do have stores. They're thinking about associate turnover and associate pressure. I mean, it's a big dawn topic, right? So is there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you think is important to know as far as how your team is approaching that or thinking about that? It is such a big conversation right now in retail and, you know, retaining teams and getting people to come and to work for your brand is like, is so critical. And I think how you treat your employees, I think empowerment's number one. And I talked about that quite a bit. But I do think it's so important. I think it's a misstep in some other brands to not truly empower your teams and then treat them like family. I mean, listen to them, utilize their ideas, allow them to take an idea and like bring it full circle to life. And and we see people start as seasonal employees at holiday time and become district managers for our organization that have been here six, 10 years. And I think it's because we treat our teams like employees. We say that they're the CEO of their store and we truly treat them like that. If there's something that they need to help make that customer experience or employee experience better in the stores, we want them to talk to us, we listen and we respond. And I think that's a huge piece of the business. I worked for a regional Cynthia Bader at one point in time who said, if it's a great place to work, it's a great place to shop. And I know that sounds so simple, but if you treat your employees well, they're going to treat the customers well. And you know when you walk into a retail environment, and that may not be happening. And it's important that the way people are treated, they'll, they'll just express that in the store with their energy, their excitement, smiles on their faces. It really, really goes a long way. And then I think that, you know, we go to the stores all the time and we ask people, like, what's your why? Like, why do you work for the brand? And I think so many people have a connection to our brand story. And it could be because 
Kendra's a mom. She's a working mom and has done this successfully from having her oldest son now and a baby Bjorn starting the business to where she is today. They may respond well to the idea that she's a philanthropist. She's now a professor and she's an innovator. She's, you know, she's that underdog story. So many people relate to that. Like she had $500 in the stream to do something. And so many of our employees are in the same boat. Like they have these ideas, they want to do more. And to work for somebody and to work for an organization where that came to life, like that's real, I think is such an important part of the organization. I think it's why people stay here and want to work here. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I think it really just emphasizes how important that idea of creating a space where there's autonomy and ownership. So connecting those threads, that those yellow threads, so to speak. You know, Kendra started this business on her own, $500 in a dream, as you said. Now it's like she's paying it forward in a lot of ways, not just for the communities, but for the people that work there by saying, yeah, I want to hear from you. We want to help shape this brand collectively and together. And, and I guess this ties to, I guess, your personal background, right? I love speaking with folks that have grown up in retail, right? And are now in leadership positions. And you started your retail career at 16, working for a mom and pop jewelry store. So total full circle moment. And I'm curious, how do you think back to your experiences and your journey through retail, especially as you think about how you want to lead and how you want to grow Kendra Scott more collectively as a business? Like, do you ever have those moments of recall where you're like, oh yeah, like I had this experience, I want to pay it forward or hey, maybe I want to reframe that a little bit. I mean, how do you kind of think about that and connect those dots? Yeah, I always go back and it will, feels like yesterday, though it wasn't. I always go back thinking about working in that jewelry store, which is so ironic <laughs> that I'm here today. And I started that job when I was 16. And I worked for a man named Richard Wickness in a small town in DeKalb, Illinois. And he really taught myself and a couple of the other girls, we're all in high school. He taught us so much. And I always go back to it. And I think that's 100% why I didn't go to college to like to work in retail. I, don't, I mean, it was really this accidental career. I thought I was going to do something different. But I think the magic that happened and that I got to experience working in that shop really made an impact on me. And he believed so much in like the customer being the center of absolutely everything that happened in that store the true, true center. And he taught us, a never judge a book by its cover. Um, it didn't matter who was walking in, how you treated them was so important. And you treat everybody with like the utmost love and kindness. He taught us to create an environment. There was champagne being served. I think at that point in time, like we were literally putting things on like family store credit, which makes me laugh. And he created the most beautiful environment. And details mattered. We made our bows. We would impeccably wrap presents with beautiful paper and handmade the bows that went on top of these packages. Like that level of detail really mattered. And then lastly, I mean, I was treated like family working for that company or working for this family. It wasn't a company. Working for this small family. If I wasn't working at the jewelry store... I was with their kids, helping babysit and do other things. And I really felt like I was part of that family. So when I reflect back at 
16 years old, the things that he was teaching and where I am today, I mean, these values line up almost perfectly to like what we do at Kendra Scott. So like this really was the foundation for everything for me and the seed that like cultivated my career in terms of what I believe in today. And I think about it all the time, all the time. And honestly, Colleen, just listening to your response and the level of detail you just shared about wrapping the presents, doing the ribbon, it it didn't just have an impact on the customer, it had an impact on you. I mean, just like that level of recall and appreciation for the process, which I think, again, just shows how critical creating that culture of we're all involved in this, we're all contributing to something greater, and you do make an impact just really speaks volumes. And I guess, you know, as you think about the future of the brand, where you want it to go over the next year, maybe even five, I mean, like, what are you thinking about? What's top of mind for you right now? Like, is it optimizing experience in current stores? Is it growth? Is it keeping that high touch community driven aspect alive? Like everyone I think is prioritizing so many different things. So like what top things come to mind for you? Yeah. I mean, growth is always top of mind. We definitely want to grow this business. It's critically important. And I definitely feel the weight on my shoulders of ensuring that we do it the right way. We want to be big, but always think small. And we never want to lose the magic of what we do today and how we treat our customers and how our culture like really comes to life in this brand. So no matter how big we get, we need to make sure that we think small and act small and that we never lose those things. So, I mean, that's so important experience in the stores. I mean, I, that's what I eat, breathe, sleep, think about all the time. And how do we make that better? How do we make it interesting? How do we bring smiles to our customer spaces? How do we innovate? That's really, really important. I mean, I think about our color bar experience and the fact that you can create one of a kind jewelry in the store and like our customers become the designer what's next, you know, and how do we continue to do things like that in different ways? And the other thing top of mind is new concepts. We launched Yellow Rose, which is a new concept for us. And we put pop-up shop in in New York City, and we're doing some things in, in Austin, our South Congress store. And it's really exciting to think about our customer and think about what more that we can give her from a design perspective, from a store experience perspective. So those are the things that I think about a lot, but just ensuring that we're always listening to the customers and they guide us. They tell us what they want, what they need, and we just have to make sure we're intently listening to that and that, again, we're never losing sight of what makes us us. And are you thinking about technology at all for the store or is it more so just creating that environment and cultivating that community feeling that we've talked so much about today? Yeah, I mean, I think technology can improve the customer experience throughout the organization. So I think there's a couple of things I think about. I think about like CX data, like how can we get more information, more data so we can listen to the customers, know what they want, know what their feedback is. Like, I think that's important. But when I think about like experience in the stores, anything that can 
help us bring that to life in a bigger way, a better way. I was in a store recently, like playing with a touch screen, like that was working and felt great. And, you know, it like matched that brand so well. I think there's definitely opportunity there or to make the experience faster, more convenient, less time paying for the product. I mean, they think there's so much that technology can do to like help make it just feel more fluid for the customer, whether it's spending more time in the store interacting and engaging, or it's less time on the things that a customer doesn't want to spend time doing anymore. And so I think that there's a lot of opportunity to bring technology and innovation into the store environment. Amazing. Well, Colleen, we're sadly just about at our time together, but I always love to close out these conversations, giving our audience some food for thought, some inspiration. So what lessons or advice would you share with other leaders that are listening to this podcast right now that are thinking about their store environments and the culture that they're trying to cultivate within these locations? Are there any key nuggets of wisdom that we can distill from our conversation today that you would encourage folks to take away with them? Yeah. I mean, this is not a new concept, but it all starts and ends with people. And I just think hiring the right people who truly believe in what you're trying to do, whatever that mission is, and it's different for so many organizations, and then empower them to be able to actually do something with it. I think that is the most, most, most important thing. And then listen to the customers and give them what they want when they come into the store and continue to surprise and delight them. I think that that's so important. Again, not rocket science. And, you know, that's tried and true. Whether it was when I was 16 years old, it was about hiring the right people who believe in the organization and the mission. That's the same today. So I think that is the building block to all companies. And I don't think you can ever underestimate that. I think you need to spend time doing that spending time thinking about that and then how you retain those people and how you celebrate it when they're acting out that mission and they're doing great things in the organization. It's just so critically important, but it starts and ends with people. Sometimes the most profound and important lessons are the most simple ones, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been amazing, Colleen. Thank you again so much for taking the time out and sharing an inside glimpse into all of the work that you're doing, how your team is thinking about its in-store experience and what big lessons you've learned in the process. I mean, it's an interesting time because I feel like there's so much hunger for connection and community. And Kendra Scott as a brand is such a powerful example of not just a success story, but how you really go about doing that. So thank you again so much for taking the time out to speak with me today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. We love talking about what we're passionate about. So thank you for the time. Of course. And to all of you listening, we would love to keep this conversation going. We would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, maybe get some follow-up questions for Colleen. Let's keep the conversation going. You can drop us a line on Twitter at our touch points on LinkedIn at retail touch points, or simply leave us a rating or review on your preferred podcast player. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, frankly, anywhere else we are probably there too. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe to the show. We are speaking with retail execs like Colleen every week to dig into what's working with their business, what their priorities are, and what lessons they've learned along the way. Thanks again to Colleen and thanks to all of you. We will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. 
Until next time, keep mixing it up.